Guys, I have no idea how in the world I'm three and three. I think no. I should. No, no, no. Can we talk about how Bryce? Oh my gosh, is, dude! What, don't four even. And two? I, I, don't even get. Yeah, get me worked up because I'm gonna like. Dude, he. I'm gonna go in on that. Eleventh in points for eleventh out of twelve. Welcome to episode seven of the FL FFL podcast. Again, it's your host, Matthew Honeycutt, joined with co-host John Lassie and Will Myers. Guys, how are we doing out there? Week six in the books. Man, it's a, it's an up and down fantasy season. As always, I think it's always up and down, but you know, I'm not doing too hot. CMC is on IR, just, you know, not doing too good. For all those fantasy uh, managers out there that had CMC, man, it's just rough. It's a rough year. It's rough, and you know, I, I take a little bit of issue with um, former Baylor head coach Matt Rule, who's now with the Panthers. I think he's not always entirely honest about what is going on with players who are injured. You know, like last week he was like, oh, he's 50-50 to play, and then he, he practiced. He did say IR. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes to IR, so – it's you know what are you gonna do? It's you know. Well, I, mean, I don't I don't fully understand coaches who don't who don't aren't honest like that. I just don't get it. So I'm, and McCaffrey said it himself. Like he was quoted as saying like he's almost back. Like he feels yeah. good. So interesting. Yeah. Tough for you, Myers William. I'm doing so good, so good. I lost this week in fantasy football, but LSU fired its football coach and. Hope springs eternal. Half fired. Yeah. Half fired. <laughs> they didn't what? really fire him. I mean, they yeah. fired him, but not really. I know. will say this. He was going to be fired oh, at the yeah. end of the year, regardless. Sure. So I think but now it's just, just kind of awkward, you know? Let him. He took the high road. Yeah. I think they just kind of let him fall gracefully um, rather than just firing him unceremoniously at the end of the season. So, but I'm happy. Uh, I was thought it was time for him to go. I'm forever grateful for 2019, but uh, now we get to go get all the crazy names that are thrown out there, including Dabo Sweeney and Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley and all these guys. So we'll see. John Gruden, even. Urban, Urban, Urban Meyer, maybe. You know, Urban Meyer has definitely been thrown out there. So we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Well, Arkansas lost once again. And it stinks. But we're still optimistic. Still a positive season based off where we've been in the past. Oh, but, you know, in, in the words yeah. of, of OP3, Baylor's ranked. Arkansas is not. Everything's right in the world. How you is know? let me? How is Baylor being ranked right in the world? Look yeah, at nothing I, against Baylor. I, in, I, in recent history, it's right in the world. I thought you were a basketball school. Well, we are national champs. Baylor, hold on. Baylor doesn't know what it is because before <laughs> last year, it, it last can't year, make its mind up. <laughs> last year, how many games did y'all win? Two games, two and seven, or something like that. Yeah. And then the year before, Rule was there, and he was great. But the first year, Rule was there, which is only like two years before that. I think y'all were winless. Like Baylor doesn't know what the heck they're doing. We so. weren't winless, but we. I, I don't mean, com- coming Baylor, off of a I don't want to hear coming Baylor off of the scandal from Art Bryles, you know. 
it was just bad. I understand Rule, that. I don't want to hear that situation. Like, it's right in the world when Baylor is ranked. Whatever. Don't give me that. That's ridiculous. Well, let's let's get into why the people are really listening to some fantasy football. College stuff. football hot takes. I mean, I can talk about that all day too, but let's try to give the people what they want. Uh, John, you want to hit us with some pod stats real quick? Where are we looking? How are we looking? Yeah, so we have 115 total plays across Ow. our six episodes. Um, estimated audience of 20, and we're still at 14 unique listeners. Um, and here's the deal. I think we really should push for all you listeners out there. We really want to do a mailbag segment. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. So hit us up. Slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a text message. Whatever you want. Ask us a question about fantasy football. Maybe you're looking for, you know, hey, I, I really want to make a trade, and I have Amari Cooper and Josh Jacobs, let's say. Who who could I get for those two guys? Something like that. Um, send, send us anything you want to know. Will can answer questions on any um, law subject, um, but you he's know, not any, he is any, not your attorney. I'm not your attorney, but any topic. Any, any topic. topic. Art. We, literature. Literature. Football. He loves yeah, books. Whatever. Yeah, Will's 500 pages into a new book, so that's good. Wheel of Time. Look Literally anything, any question, let's do it. But we need your help, you listeners, so come on. We got to actually have questions to answer. <laughs> so, uh, cool. Well, uh, let's hop in. Let's let's give our one quick takeaway from last week in week six. Um, and, Will, you want to kick us off with that? What did yeah. you see? I think there was a ton of teams this week who had guys who you would not expect to be the highest scorer. Um, and sometimes that was a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. And a lot of these players are good players, but they just either they've been buried on the bench for some reason or they're good, but they have not yet had that like breakout game in the case of one or two of these people. Or they've just been less than what you would expect from them from the beginning of the year. So, for example, C.D. Lamb had a great week, scored almost 40 points, and he has not been very good this year. But, I, you know, maybe this is a breakout game or maybe this is just a one-off. I don't know, but I don't – this was unique for him to lead his team in scoring. Same with Jonathan Taylor, who's had a couple really good games. But, you know, Lamar Jackson is also on that team. Mike Williams is also on that team for Cook. So I don't know how often we've seen Jonathan Taylor lead his team. Joe Mixon is another one. Uh, Leonard Fournette, who scored over 30 points. Uh, say that other name real fast. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Yeah. He actually, write him, have a write him down. He's a really good fantasy player. So keep your eye on Joe Mixon <laughs> for the rest of the season. He will be dynamic. Um, anyways, as I was saying, Leonard Fournette is great, uh, or was great this week. Scored him 30 points. Joe Burrow, who hasn't really been playing, yes. um, had a really solid week. Adam Thielen, who I think had a really good uh, – Good week one, but that might have been it. Scored a ton of points this week. And Stefan Diggs, who hasn't been super great, had a really nice week and led his team in scoring. So Called I just it. I just think a lot of those guys were uh, had really, really good weeks, and they're not the typical people you might see leading those teams. For sure. Good take. John, what about you? What do you got for takeaways? Yes. So I want to I wanna do this, but real quick, I want to say – Congratulations to Matthew Honeycutt because for the first time since week one, Corderell Patterson did not outscore Mike Davis this yes. week. It was a push, right? They were on by. They were on by. 
Um, hey, okay, guys, I was actually uh, I was wishing that Mike Davis played. If you're looking at my roster from last, oh week. yeah, well I'll talk about that later on too. I'm yeah. sure you will, but big bummer. So we've talked about uh, quarterbacks who just kind of dink and dunk down the field. You know, toss these little. Uh, you know, screens to running backs and dump off to the running back and stuff like that, or to tight ends. So I, I was thinking, who is the dinkiest and dunkiest quarterback this season thus far? Um, and then, and then on the reverse, who, who's the top? So this is air yards per attempt. Okay, so this is pass, you know, passing yards per attempt. I want you all to guess who you think it is. QBA is six point three, QBB is six point four, and QBC is six point five yards per attempt. Uh, Ben, Ben Roethlisberger has to be somewhere on that list. Has okay. to be. I don't know All which right. one. I think two NFC East quarterbacks. I think Jalen Hurts is probably on that list. That's a good guess. And then I also think Dak Prescott is on this list. I know for sure Dak. I remember actually now listening to something saying that he had the he had the fewest, which is kind of shocking to me. And, it is, and, and that that what I heard that that was a couple weeks ago. So this might be dated, and I might yeah. Be off, but. So I don't know. I don't know the order, but I, I think Dak's on the list, and I think Ben Roethlisberger's on the list. Okay. Well, Dak is not on the list. Okay. Bummer. Yeah, and neither is Jalen Hurts. Okay. So QBA with six point three yards per attempt is Jared Goff. Hmm. Okay, that not makes sense. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. No one to throw the ball to. QBB exactly. with 6.4, the man who can't throw it much further than 6.4, Big Ben. I knew it. <laughs> and then QBC with 6.5 because the only guy he's throwing to is Corderell Patterson. It's Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. That's <laughs> funny. I should have said that. Uh, and then on the good. other end, on the other end, y- y'all don't have to guess these, but um, Matt Stafford is leading with uh, 9.2 mm-hmm. yards per attempt. Is Tom Brady in these top three? No, not in the top okay. three. Is Justin Herbert? No, Dak, Justin Herbert, and I think they were all pretty maybe middle to middle high uh, in the pack. Mm. Josh Allen Allen wasn't, but Kyler and Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow are tied at 8.9 yards per attempt. And then actually um, Russell Wilson was between Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray, but I didn't include him since he's on IR now. So, but he's technically higher than, I think he and Stafford were the only ones above nine. So. Joe Burrow is not surprising because he has like five targets to Jamar Chase and every one of them is like 50 yards. So that pushes <laughs> yeah. that average up, I'm sure. Well, the reason I, I brought that up is because I was watching a few of the games this weekend, um, mostly the Steelers and and literally just watching Big Ben. It seemed like he – I mean, it really seemed legitimate. He can't throw him further than 10 yards. It's and then watching the, watching the Cowboys, because we had talked about how Dak – dumps it off to Zeke or dumps it off to Dalton Schultz or to Blake Jarwin. And so I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if Dak's in that bottom tier and he's actually pretty high. Like he, you know, I think he's in the seven upper sevens, maybe mid eights um, yards per attempt because, and I, I was just watching, I was like, he does dump it off a lot, but he also does sling it a lot. So. Yeah. yeah so I was listening to a radio station in Dallas called the ticket and they were talking about it and they said Dak was, really low in the league was six point something. So that, and like I said, that was a couple weeks ago. So he must've upped his average a little bit over the last couple weeks. Yeah. He made some ground up. He threw some deep ones to Amari and CD for sure. The last few weeks. So, all right. Well, my quick takeaway, it's kind of top performer ish, but I mean, King Henry 
Derrick Henry is in late season form. I know we all, we've talked about how he kind of ramps up, but I mean he is he's there. Thirty six point six points, twenty rushes, one hundred and forty three yards, three TDs. He did pull in two receptions too, but he is twenty five points higher than any other player in fantasy with one hundred and seventy five points total, and then he is forty six points higher than the RB two, which is Austin Eckler. And so, insane. I'm going to pose this question, like, why Why do we not, when we're when we're entering the draft, why do the people not want to go number one with him? Like, why Why do we not do that? He's always consistent. He doesn't get hurt. I mean, so points. besides last season, was he this dominant? I mean, like, I know last season he was for sure. This season, I know people were hesitant just because he's get, he is getting older. But, I mean, obviously that that's wrong because he's been dominant. But was he this dominant in years before, prior? I think it was maybe two seasons ago where he might not have been dominant the entire year. But at the end of the year, there was no one better. Yeah. And I think we kind of talked about this. He would be my number one pick in fantasy for those reasons that you mentioned, Honeycutt, where he doesn't get hurt and he is not – the best receiving running back, but he is the best running running back, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's yeah. anybody better running the football in the NFL. And I think it's clear like there's, and he still gets a few catches, but the guy's just so yeah. big, so strong, so dominant. Like I thought I had a chance last night until he ripped off that 74 yarder for the touchdown. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm toast. And well, he's, and the, he's amazing. The, the crazy thing is, he had two screen passes that were, I think, both over thirty yards, and they both got called back. Yeah. And so he, the screen, he's a monster in the screen game. Um, but it's just crazy. I, I don't know. I'm talking really to myself as a fantasy manager. I don't know if I always think of him as a one or two pick, but then by this time in the season, I'm like, shoot, he is the number one running back. And he's just that strong. Yeah, and I think to your point, I think people are going to be wary of drafting Christian McCaffrey next season. Yes. Because not only this season, but last season as well, he's basically irrelevant from a fantasy perspective. Now, this season, that might change as the season goes on. But so far, he hasn't done a ton. Whereas this dude never gets hurt. I mean, and he is by far and away the best running back as far as rushing the ball. In the league, I think there's – I mean, he's amazing. And he is a beast. Yeah. Did y'all see that stiff arm? Yeah, dude. Oh, insane. my gosh. I mean, he just, like, th- throws people to the ground. Um, That's enough on King Henry. My second one is – I know I made this point last time. I'm going to bring it back up. It do- Is Jalen Waddle the answer, the fantasy answer option for Miami? Now that two is back, 10 receptions, 13 targets, 70 yards, two TDs. Um, and he's had a few big games this season. And I think two, two and him obviously have a connection. Um, so I don't know. What do y'all think? Is he the most fantasy relevant player? Lassie's mic just got out, by the way. Did you get that text? Oh, no. Well, I'll just, I'll just answer the question. Um, I think it's too early to say that for sure because um, uh, Kasicki did get 20 points this week. I was um, just thinking of him because we mentioned him last time. Yeah, like, so I think he's, he's in the top 10. I think he's still probably the the most relevant of the guys in Miami. But 
you know, we, we've talked about several times that chemistry with quarterbacks and wide receivers really matters. And Tua and Jalen Waddle obviously played together. And Jalen Waddle had a huge, I guess that was his sophomore season in 2019. Um, mm. So I, I think he could definitely emerge as somebody who could really be a nice flex or wide receiver too uh, for somebody at the end of the year. I, I would be shocked if he, you know, plays like he is a top 12 guy, but you know, maybe, maybe he'll, he'll be a really good option for someone at the flex. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I don't think he's going to crack the top, but um, I, I mean, he could be an answer. I, last time I thought it was miles Gaskins and that is not true for everybody out there. He is not the option. Uh, let me say that. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> um, and if anyone would like him, they could have him from me. <laughs> but, uh, You're giving him away at this point. Yes. Uh, he may have a little bit of fa- fantasy relevance. It was just a weird li- – I watched the game most of every play, and it was just the play script was weird. They really are – it's like a three-headed backfield. Like they rotated every single – possession or every yeah every single series they had with a different running back yeah i don't don't know but that is our takeaways for week six Um, we're gonna run through really fast and talk through our top four rankings and then head into our next segment so really quickly qbs josh allen tom brady patrick mahomes kyler murray your top four RBs, of course, like we talked about, Derek Henry. Two, we have Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, and Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott starting to round up, looking like the guy that most people draft him at at RB6. Um, Then we have our wide receivers. Cooper Cup is the man, and he is back in the top spot with uh, Tyreek Hill at two, Devontae Adams at three, and then Mike Williams at four. Another Um, bad week for Mike Williams, by the way. Yeah, is that two in a row, or was it offset? No, I think I think it's every other week, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he had a bad week two weeks ago. I'm gonna double check that real fast. But didn't the Chargers as a whole have a really down week? Yeah, they were they right. were bad. Herbert had a bad week. Eckler had a bad week. It was just a rough, yeah, rough week for basically everybody on the Chargers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and honestly, for my team, uh, Devontae Adams. Had a lot of catches, but didn't get the end zone. Only 12.9 points. I was expecting a little bit more from him. Could have really helped me. Yeah, uh, by still, the way, Williams had 2.1 in week four, 37.5 in week five, and 4.7 last week. So not mm. not very good. And only had five targets, which he's had nine or above in every other game other than week four when he only scored 2.1 points. So. Yeah, is he, is he coming back to earth? Um, I don't know, man. Last week he had 16 targets. So maybe he's just kind of a – and we talked about this last week. I was like, I don't think he's a boomer or a bust guy because 80% of the time he's booming. Well, he, he busted again. So maybe – we'll see. They have a bye this upcoming week, so we'll see how he does in week seven. Who is right behind week. him on the rankings? I'm wondering who who, who do we got that's going to crack into that top four? It, it, so I have three guys in the top ten. Maybe it's Hollywood Brown. Let me check. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, five is Jamar Chase, six is Justin Jefferson, Hollywood Brown, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, CD Lamb is the top ten. Yeah, and so I mean, CD that was a big jump for him, and yeah, huge week. That was, that was a big week, and then two LSU guys back to back on the board, Chase and Jefferson. 
Uh, Chase, I mean, he is looking legitimate. Did you I see mean, that block he had on Sunday, by the way? <laughs> yes. Dude, yes. that was awesome. He just ran the guy down. I mean, I, I really enjoyed watching the Bengals play, like their team. and They're a fun team to watch. Yeah, they're young. Um, they have some veterans, too. Just a fun team. Yeah. Um, but, okay, to round it out, we got our tight ends and uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Mark Andrews. I mean, two back-to-back solid weeks. Like, I mean, he, I think he's got the two-three spot wrapped up. Um, he's been very consistent. All, I mean, I think he, he said double digits every week but week one. I was about to say, he started – he started slow, I think. Yeah, one. it wasn't it wasn't great, but I think week one he had like maybe seven points. Let me pull this up as well. He had five points week one, then 10, 17, 12, 42, and then now it's up to 18. So Gosh. I think he's he's slowly ramping up into form as the weeks have gone on. And that 42-pointer is going to hold him so long in the top four. Oh, for sure. With the tight ends. I mean, Gronk is still 11th, and he hasn't played in, what, four weeks? Yeah, I mean it's the Crazy. tight end position is kind of a joke, but yeah, so that forty two is going to keep Mark Andrews up pretty high for a while. Yeah, man, I was really hoping we would uh, make that trade happen for him, and you you hung on to him. Yeah, I think I, I've talked to a few people. I think I kind of wait and I kind of want to wait and see how Mark Andrews and Gronk shakes out. You know, I think both of them are going to be fantastic tight ends for somebody whether it's me or another another person but if you need tight end help i'm i'm probably going to dangle one of the one of those guys out there when gronk gets back after a few weeks so yeah for sure well Well, to round out those top fours we have dalton schultz and uh darren waller it's just interesting uh dalton schultz is getting consistently and the consistent targets every week and enough to be relevant as a tight end Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and still Blake Jarwin caught another touchdown pass. <laughs> and and but still Dalton Schultz is getting the majority of the volume. Um, so that is our our tight end group um for our top fours. Uh can you hear me? Yep. There, John Lassie hey, back in sorry. the game. No idea what happened there. Can I give you my thoughts on the top four? I've been listening to y'all for a, a few minutes here. I was I was just about to ask, do we have any final thoughts on the groupings? Go for it. Real quick on the QBs. Looks like they're really coming into shape. I mean, top three of the three of the top three picks of the draft are in the top four. Um mm-hmm. with you know Mahomes, Allen, and Murray. Um, running backs, Najee Harris is coming on real strong. Very, very nice. He had a slow start to the season. We've talked about that, but he's he's coming into his own. So real good year. Cooper cup, obviously still dominating. I'm not sure if, if y'all uh, mentioned the point differential or not, but he's leading Hill by 16 Adams by 27 and Williams by 33, mm-hmm. which is just nuts that he's still, he's had a couple of not so great weeks and he's still doing good. Um, doing that good. And then tight ends, you, you were talking about Dalton Schultz and he looks legit. So we'll see how, I mean, I don't know if he'll finish in the top three, but, I bet he finishes top six. For sure. Yeah. Will, any any last ads to the top fours? Uh, no, I think I, I would be shocked if the quarterbacks change. I think the running backs are starting to fill in. Obviously, Patterson had a bye, so maybe he'll jump back over Elliott or Harris even. Gosh. Um, or even Eckler had a bad week this week, next week, but we'll see. Um, 
And then I, I would expect somebody like Gronk. I mean, like I said, he's 11th. It wouldn't shock me if, if he jumped over someone like Waller, you know, towards the end of the year who's not been playing super great and such a red zone force. So we'll see. But, um, yeah. And that brings me to when's he supposed to be back? When's the What's the latest news on him? So I think he could be back as early as this week. He's, he's listed as questionable. So he was actually questionable last week, but moved to doubtful later on. So um, we'll see. He was, he was ruled. And last week was on a Thursday, if you recall. So he's got a little bit of extra time mm-hmm. uh, to recover. So we'll so- see. So maybe a week or two, and then you may be ready to to dish out one of these tight ends, right? Uh, I, would, I would probably say I don't know when the trade deadline is. Do you know when the trade deadline is? Mm, it's not for a while. Okay. Yeah, I would say probably three weeks. I'll have a good idea of who I want to get rid of. I mean, like I said, I think both are going to be great. I don't think you're really going to go wrong with either one. I just kind of want to see which one's a little bit better. So, gotcha. What a nice problem to have. Two solid tight ends. Yeah, I've got some wide receivers too. I've got three in the top ten, but I've got two who are really talented who I'm ready to deal. So, note from intern Steve here: trade deadline is December third, twenty twenty one, at two a.m. We got some time. Which is week? Which week is that? Week eight, nine, eleven, or something like that, probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's head on into our next segment, which is top performers. For week six. So uh, let's uh, shake up the order a little bit. Lassie, you want to hit us with your top performers? Yeah. Um, our guy, Dak Prescott, Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. He had 445 yards, three touchdowns, and he scored 28 points with throwing an interception and fumbling. So he could have had 32 points if those didn't happen. Just a great, great performance by Dak, in my opinion. Um, and second guy here. And then I have one more thing I want to talk about real quick. C.D. Lamb, uh, we talked about him a little bit, but he had nine receptions on 11 targets, almost 150 yards, two touchdowns, 37.1 points. Maybe that his, is his breakout game for the year because he hasn't been good, as Will talked about early on. And we'll see. We'll see if he does well. So, and then uh, one more thing on Dak here, and I'm, I'm, I'm honing in on Dak mostly because Will talks about how he is a good fantasy quarterback, and that's about it. And I want to argue otherwise. So I saw this and wanted if, wanted to see if and y- if y'all could uh, tell me, A, where you think Dak falls in this list and who else might be on this list. So the top five passer ratings, minimum 60 attempts in NFL history when the game is tied in the fourth quarter or overtime. Who do you think makes up that list? Peyton Manning. I nope. don't think yeah, I don't think Peyton Manning's in that list. I mean, I'm gonna start with the GOAT, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. Bra- Brady's start- Brady's not on the list either. It's kind of it's surprising. Just, it's not current players. Like this is over NFL history, right? Yeah, it could be anybody. Uh Joe Montana? Nope. Johnny Steve Unitas? Young. Nope. To Steve Young or to Johnny Unitas? Both. Stallback. Nope. It's it's there's no way it's Drew Brees. No. Troy Aitman. I'll I'll start with number five here. Okay. So yeah, this is passer real. rating, minimum sixty attempts in NFL history when the game is tied in the fourth quarter or overtime. Okay. And so I think why Brady's not on there is probably not very many of his games are tied in the fourth quarter or overtime. Yeah, but um, I mean he has he has sixty attempts, right? I don't know, maybe. I mean sixty attempts in his 
20 year NFL career. Yeah, I feel like he's got to, but so again, this this came from this came from Twitter, but the dude who did it works for NFL Network, so I figured it was right. So anyway, we'll see. If not, you know, no, I couldn't I don't know how to fact check this, but number five is Aaron Rodgers 105.9. Yeah, okay. Number four, Andrew Luck, 108.3. That's kind mm. of surprising to me. Yeah. Number three, Vinny Testaverde, 108.6. Get out of here. <laughs> number two, Rich Gannon, 111.6. And number one is Dak Prescott at 148.3. So what you're telling me is this is a completely irrelevant statistic because Rich Gannon is second. And I'm, about to say. I'm telling you. And Vinny that... Testaverde is third. Okay, well, here, here. How about this? How about this one, Will? How about this one? Dak has 100% completion percentage in overtime in his career 18 for 18 that's surprising and i will say this dak has played much better this year than he has in the past so i'm not saying i'm ready to say that the cowboys are going to win the super bowl one time bryce berry told me that when they were three and oh and they didn't make the playoffs so <laughs> i'm not ready to say that <laughs> quite yet but he has played much better i think the weapons he has are second to none i mean i think Ezekiel, that's obviously very good. Tony Paul's a nice compliment. Um, and I think Amari Cooper's great. And I think CeeDee Lamb might be the best or at least the most talented of the bunch. So, look, I, I think he's got all the weapons he needs to, to do really well. And, you know, he's played much better this year for sure. Yeah, and I don't want to jinx it yet. So I'm not hopping on the bandwagon that we're going to the Super Bowl. But I would say on both sides of the ball, we are a really good team. We are a better team than we've been in the past. And I think it's looking up. Oh, for sure. But I, I, I would I think the Cowboys, and I'm not jinxing anything because I, I hope this doesn't happen because I freaking hate the Cowboys. But I think they're probably one of the two or three best teams in the NFC. The problem is is you're gonna have to deal with the Bucks. You're gonna have to deal with either the Chiefs or even the Bills, who are look I mean, I know they lost last night, but they're still a really, really good team. So I mean, we we held our own with the Bucks, so I feel like we can. You did, but I I just think there's playoff. a difference between playoff yeah. Lenny and regular season Lenny and Tom Brady. That's the player you went with on the Bucks first. Yeah, I'm about to talk. It's a lead into what I'm about to talk about next, dude. Oh, Speaking gosh. of Lenny, yeah, Leonard go, Fournette is go my, into it. Is my top performer for this week, and he's kind of become a fantasy force. The last three games, he has 17. 21 and 31 points. He's way better than Ronald Jones. And he has 13 receptions also with three touchdowns in the last three games. I think he's kind of been overlooked. I think he was in a bad situation in Jacksonville, but the guy's super talented. Like he was drafted ahead of Christian McCaffrey for a reason. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Leonard Ford is Christian McCaffrey. What I am saying is I think with opportunity, he can be a really, really valuable fantasy option for some teams. Like he's proven to be for uh, Gangsta's Paradise. He's playing really well for them and providing a much-needed uh, backup, um, even though Gangsta's has been dealing with some injuries. So I think he's great. Man, I, I totally agree, man. He, I had Fournette two years in a row when he was with the Jags, and he was incredible. Yeah, if, so, he can, if he can stay healthy, I, he was in Jacksonville for three seasons. He rushed for 1,000 yards, I think, in two of them. So, like, yeah, the guy can play. He's just had some injuries, which have hurt him. And, you know, Jacksonville is just a terrible, terrible situation for anybody to be in. Like, they're just not mm -hmm. a good 
organization. They did, they did get their first win of the season. They Clapped. did get their first win. Congratulations, Joe. Way to go, Jacksonville. Urban Meyer, congratulations for winning on the field. One game. One game. But Fournette, he definitely looks like the guy who came into the league uh, a few years back fresh, and he's winning that backfield. I don't think – it was a toss-up to start the season. So Well, last season Ronald Jones was the starter, and then by the playoffs it was playoff Lenny. And then this season I think they're just starting to use him more and more as the mm-hmm. season's gone on, and he's proving how valuable he can be to an offense. Yeah, for sure. Well, my top performers, uh, like we've already – Talked, we've talked about one of these guys. Cup is back, nine catches, 12 mm-hmm. targets, 130 yards, two TDs, 35 points. And like Lassie said, he's 16 points ahead of Hill. Uh, getting that one spot and, and holding it, I think creating a little bit of space there. Um, so we'll see if he keeps that up. Robert Woods was a little bit more involved, but Cup still won out in targets and red zone targets. So he's back. And then my other guy, a little bit under the radar, but had a great – game because there was nobody else on the field for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Peoples-Jones delivered <laughs> uh, 101 yards, four catches, two TDs, 27.1 points. So kind of an interesting sneaky. I don't think he was on anybody's team, right? He was on waivers. No, uh, Lance picked him up, if I'm not mistaken. Did he Bucky play Town fellas. I think he did. Let me double check that. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, no. I'm sorry. No? I'm looking oh, at Ricky Seals-Jones. I was about to give him some credit. Uh, yeah, no, I played him. I didn't think. Be. So, yeah, I don't think anybody had him, but I mean, 20. Seals Jones and Peoples Jones, you know. Two different people. Yeah. yeah. Get it, people? Nice. Got it. Nice. I tried. Um, so, those are our top performers for week six. Um, do we want to uh, cover real fast? Um, no, let's let's just hop in. Let's hop into uh, for all of the people specific, all of our managers out there that are a part of the FL FFL league. We are going to walk into Week Six power rankings. What y'all are waiting to hear? What's been? Who's who are the movers and shakers? And I'm going to pass it over to Will Myers to tell us about it. By the way, I just want to point out, Honeycutt, Whenever you say the name of our league, it's always FL FFL. You say the, the next three Fs really fast and it cracks up every time. So I'm not I'm, saying I'm, stop doing it. It's hilarious. So I'm trying to speed through it, you know, get through it. Up. I think, I think that's the up. only way he can he can say all three Fs. So many times you said F L F F L. And I'm like, that's I know. I, I don't know why I go if I go faster, I sneak in that third F. I don't know why. F-F-F-L. Yeah, it works. You know, I'm gonna nice. keep it up. All right, here we go. Uh, power rankings for after week six. Uh, first, Chubby Girlies, they're still dominant. Um, but the third highest score only got 13 points this week. And uh, Melvin Gordon only got 10.3. We've talked about him as maybe being a little bit of a weak spot in their armor. And I think Lockett is not going to be the same without Russell Wilson. So yes. uh, I don't think it really matters. Like they're going to make the playoffs. Um, but hope Russell Wilson gets back and this Denver backfield situation can resolve in Gordon's favor for this team to, um, I don't want to say have a chance because I think they, they will have a chance, but uh, they've been super dominant up to this point. But some of that dominance is being uh, chipped away with injuries and those types of things. So hopefully 
these things can resolve for their benefit, but they're still the best team. Uh, next, we have Hold My Cooks. Tough loss this week to Big Brother. Uh, and even worse is that Run DMC's third highest score was his kicker. And we talked about that last week. <laughs> Cooks lost to a team whose third highest score was the kicker. So that's a bummer. But Lamar had a bad week. Mike Evans had a bad week. Uh, Mike Williams had a bad week. And Hunt, who obviously got hurt but failed to produce. Um, Hunt's out the next week. Again, this is one of those teams where it probably doesn't matter. They're going to be fine, assuming they can get in the playoffs, which they will. Um, but they just need those kind of issues to resolve. And really, they need Mike Evans and Williams to produce uh, because Williams has been such a weapon. If if they want to continue to play at that high level, you can't have Williams going two points, 35 points, four points. You know, that, that's that's tough to, to deal with. Uh, third, same as last week, Matty Ice. Uh, they had a close loss this week to the Funky Town Fellas, but um, this team will also, I think, be negatively affected by Russell Wilson's injury, both because of Russell Wilson, but also DK Metcalf. Um, also, Miles Gaskin is not the answer. Um, and what's it going to take for this team to start Cortland Sutton? He scored more than 20 points in consecutive weeks, so uh, might be an option to replace DK Metcalf until Russell Wilson gets back. Because I just, I've, yeah, I've watched both. Seahawks games when when Geno Smith was in and he might give him a shot to win but I don't know if he's gonna give Lockett or Metcalf the opportunity to really produce from a fantasy perspective so next we've got the big easy uh huge week this week up five points Antonio Brown's been great we talked about Daryl Henderson and um uh, Derrick Henry, and they're a really solid running back combo. Don't know yet if it's the best running back team in the league um, because Saquon is still hurt, and I think that's the other option, but it has performed like it's the best in the league. Uh, but really, this team is all about Derrick Henry and, and Josh Allen. We talked about Kyler McCaffrey, and I think I mentioned this earlier in the season. You can win a league with just Derrick Henry and Josh Allen, um, and this team's kind of proven it. Now they have a few more pieces than that, but um, – I mean, Derrick Henry, the guy's amazing. Uh, and what's also interesting about this team is currently they're three and three, so they're well within the playoff range, but they're the third most likely to make the playoffs, according to the ESPN.com, which is which is crazy. They have a 93% chance to make the playoffs. So run DMC, who's four and two, and in second place in the league, has only a 90% chance of making the playoffs. So kind of interesting. Uh, next is the Millennium Falcons. They were fifth in points for this week in spite of making the boneheaded move and starting Daniel Jones after he couldn't stand up last week. If they would start either guy, Derek Carr or uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, they still would have lost, but they would have finished with about third or fourth in points for. Najee Harris is amazing. They have three receivers in the top ten. Hopefully this is a breakout game for C.D. Lamb. Um, they'll definitely be tough once Saquon gets back, which could be as early as this week. So, uh, we'll see. Six is Gangsta's Paradise. I have a piece of trivia for you guys. There's only one quarterback in the top 10 to never score less than 20 points in a week. Who do you think that is? Jalen Hurts. The guy's been so consistent. Um, and we talked about how he has a really high floor. But if you look at Mahomes or Brady or whatever, all of them have had games where they've scored even single digits or in the – low to mid double digits Jalen Hurts has never scored less than 21 in a season 
so far. That's incredible consistency. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's great. Had a down week for, for Swift, um, but still decent, you know, 17 points or so. Fournette's been really good, and I think he'll continue to be. Um, but, yeah, the, I think the story here is Jalen Hurts and his remarkable consistency. He has not yet scored more than 30. So that's, you know, you, you're not necessarily going to get the boom with Jalen Hurts, but his floor seems to be 21 points, which is amazing. I mean, that I would take that every time. Yeah. Which one, it, go ahead, Lassie. I was just going to say, I was just looking at his stat line from week six, and he, I mean, you you start reading this thing, and you're like, yikes, yikes, yikes. He had 115 passing yards and one touchdown and one interception, but then he he had 10 carries for 44 yards and two touchdowns. So his right. legs really bring, I mean, that's that's his redeeming quality right there. That yeah. keeps them so consistent. Yeah, and what I was gonna add, one more thought on Hertz. I'll I'll look at like the halftime, like okay, the first round of games have hit halftime, and Hertz always has like seven points. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the week he comes back crashing to earth. And then somehow he ends the game with over 20 points. And it's it's his legs, but it's just nuts. Yeah. Like that garbage time at the end of the game. Um well and, and if where- you're if you're watching him, he it's not as, you know, we talked about this when they played Dallas. It's like watching the game, you're like, oh, for sure, Dak had had a better game and Hurts outscored him in fantasy. I mean, it's just crazy that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could look like he's playing terribly and he, he ends with 25 points or whatever. So that's, yeah. Yeah. He's great. Um, next is no keepers. Lost to Bird, which is not great, but he really should be thankful. Because the league saved him from himself. Golly. Um, so let me just, I was doing some mathematical analysis on this trade. So if you look at average points, which I think is probably the best way, especially after five games. And again, I did this before this week's game. So keep that in mind. Some things I'm sure these numbers have definitely changed. I know they changed. They did um, change, yeah. But just keep that in mind of this before, but I did some mathematical analysis. I used average points, which I think again is the best way to do it because, you know, situations change, teams change, and you can really, for most players go off of what they've done recently. And there's obviously a few exceptions, the Derrick Henry's or whatever, but anyways, in this trade, the proposed trade that he did, Omar was giving an average of 18.3 points per player and getting an average of 11.8. He was receiving 47.3 points total, but giving 36.6 points total. But if you dig a little bit deeper, so you're saying, okay, he's receiving more than he's giving. The per player is very different. But but if you look at the roster, he's getting 47.3, but Collins would not play based on averages again before this week. Cooper gives him a bump of 1.9 over Stefan Diggs per game, and Williams give, gives him a bump over Singletary of 0.1. Jacobs is a net negative from Eckler of negative 9.3. So Omar would have lost negative 7.3 points per week on average before Carson comes back. Once Carson comes back, Williams wouldn't play either, so he'd only lose 7.4 points. Just a bad trade for Omar. And I also want to point out, he had another trade on the table. The <laughs> other prospective trade was Saquon Barkley, C.D. Lamb, Mark Andrews, and Javante Williams for Austin Eckler, Tyler Boyd, and T.J. Hawkinson. Wow. And he went with the other trade. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. Now, that's all I have to say. After week six, your boy would never offer that for those players because several of them had bad weeks, including Austin Eckler. And I don't know if he's worth it over Saquon for also getting CD, Mark Andrews, and Javante Williams. But can you believe that he took that other one? Shocking. Shocking. I'd be really interested to see how the, what how much, if much, the numbers changed after this week. I get what you're saying with the averages and stuff, but and again, oh, I'm, I'm not I'm, I, in no way am I advocating that it was an even deal. I'm not trying to say that. I never have said that. I just am. I, I you know, I think I think it's a it's a, it's a little bit closer than what you two make it out to be, but it still it was not a fair deal. I agree with that. Well, and the other the well, other thing is, I did the mathematical analysis from that Saquon CD Andrews. He would lose. Omar would lose negative two point five points per week, but that negative two point five includes Saquon's slow start, which we knew he'd had because he was limited, and his injury game where he scored like zero point six points. So that's like a five point difference between what was offered to him and what he took, including one game by Saquon Barkley where he was injured and he got point zero points was included in the average. So. It was a big difference. And then I would just say at, on at face value, if you don't even dig into the numbers, Williams and Collins are substitute guys. Exactly. They're, Collins, they're nobodies. They're not Collins gonna make- is not going to provide any value once Chris Carson comes back. And maybe even next week when their other backup – or uh, the backup to Carson comes back. What's his Penny? name? Penny? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think Collins' value is significantly diminished. So, you know mm-hmm. – and I mean, he looks good. I, I'm a huge Alex Collins fan. He's a Razorback, but he he's just a temporary player until Carson gets back. Yeah. And so, really, it was Amari Cooper for Austin Eckler, ish. So I don't know. It's interesting. Thanks for the mathematical analysis, though, Will. That's great. Right. So Alex Collins is trash. Josh Jacobs is trash. Amari Cooper is trash. Tyson Williams is trash. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I was t- telling this to Will, and I, I still don't – I don't completely see eye to eye on the Alex Collins thing. I'm not saying he's going to be outstanding and score 20 points a game or even 15 points a game, but there's a reason you ha- want to have the backup of your starter. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason that Bird should want Alexander Madison because when Cook goes down – he has Madison to fill in at basically the same level or better. You know, I'm not saying Alex I'm, Collins is going to produce at Chris Carson level, but he's going to do more of it than what Omar had on his bench. You know what I mean? Like, right. But he doesn't need to trade Austin Eckler to get someone whose fantasy value is completely dependent on someone else not playing. Yes. Uh, the number th- two or three, uh, number two running back in the whole league. Yeah. So, so, anyways, that's just yeah. my thoughts on that trade. Thank you, League, for saving Omar from himself. He really needed our help on that one. So, Omar, my trade offer is not still available to you. <laughs> um, next, we have Run DMC. I mean, I don't know what the heck's going on with this team. They just keep winning. Kicker was third in points scored, and they still win. They are 11th in points four, and they're sitting at second place in the league. Now, they're only second because they're leading a division. They would technically be third. But can you guys believe that? 11th in points for. It's kind of a miracle. Um, and I would say that there's no way this league, this team wins the league, but stranger things have happened. So um, it's shocking this, to me. This team kind of.
had a few years ago that started eight and no, but was just getting lucky basically week week after week after week. Yeah. I was really low no. on points for on that in that or that year. Yeah, no, they're second in points against, meaning only one team has fewer points against, and that's Cooks. So they've obviously benefited from that, but still they're 11th in points for. It's shocking to me. It, things have just bounced right for this team to sit where they are. Because even this week, you know, they – I think they scored – let me see how much they scored. Give me one second. 119. Yeah, 119. Which is solid. Like, that's not bad. But you had a you had six or seven teams score more than that, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. So, mm-hmm. you know, still. Um, next, at number nine. Wait, CMC. hang on, Will. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You said that run DMC was second in points against? Meaning that they had the second fewest points against them. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. I was going to yeah. say, I thought I thought you would put first the person with the most points against as first. Oh. but No, nah, not in this case. I mean, I probably okay. should have, but whatever, I didn't this time. Um, all right, next is CMC. Two-game losing streak. Uh, wide receiver was a big problem for this team this week. Uh, really no production from, from any of them, uh, including McLaurin and Cooper, who you'd really think they would. Alex Collins had a nice week, but we've already kind of talked about them. His value is going to go away once Chris Carson comes back. And, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Kyle McCaffrey can lead a team to the championship, but you need McCaffrey to play. And he was just now moved to IR before this past week. So he's out for at least two more weeks. But, yeah, I kind of joked. I was like, it's okay. This team's going to make the playoffs, but they've struggled. You know, let's say they lose their next two games, which is a big if. Um, They're sitting at three and five, and then you get it. McCaffrey back so I still think they're going to make the playoffs three and five will honestly probably still be close to playoff position in two weeks but but we'll see um next we have funky town fellas who had a nice win this week over Matty Ice and the boys uh Thielen was was solid and is really important for this team I think mm-hmm. um Dak Prescott also had a good week which he has not been fantastic so far in fantasy I think you'd expect him to be maybe a top five but still, nice week. Aaron Jones over 20 points, which he also needs. Um, but hopefully Dak is okay. He got hurt at the end of the last play of the game on Sunday. Uh, but they have a bye, so hopefully Dak can come back and, and give this team a, a boost by playing how he's played the last week or so. I would say also to give uh, him some fantasy uh, shout-out to the manager, he played Seals Jones and got production out of him. Pulled him yep. off waivers. Washington was down in receivers. It was a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next, we have Bird, who had a, a nice, nice week. Um, Dalvin Cook and Zeke will be a force. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a really, really good combo. Matt Stafford's been great. Um, he's quarterback seven, which is just what this team needs. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think they need some wide receiver, maybe not help, um, cause they've had some players produce, but not consistently. So if this team, they need to find some wide receiver consistency, like Robert Woods has been inconsistent. Devonte Smith has been inconsistent and Jalen Waddle and Cole Beasley are also kind of hit or miss. So, um, maybe trade Dalton Schultz and one of those guys to get someone who's a little more consistent for you. That way you mm-hmm. can actually rely on somebody or trade Darren Waller. Dalton Schultz has been better. So who knows? Um, last daddy, Kyle, another team that struggled with consistency, Jamal Williams kind of started great, but 
but he's really kind of been bust recently. And Justin Jefferson, who's I think wide receiver six is what we talked about or something like that. Yeah, six or seven. Um, but he has three games over 20 points and three games under 20 points at 12, 14, and 18. So, you know, that's a kind of another thing. Like, he's not as inconsistent, but those 12 and 14-point games are really tough pills to swallow. It really set you back if if he's your wide receiver one and you don't have a whole lot behind him, which this team doesn't. Um, but hopefully they can catch some buys, uh, like we'll talk about in just a second, and uh, have some better luck. So, those are the power rankings. Yeah, and uh, thanks, Will. Appreciate it. Uh, I was going to say on the Thielen-Jefferson – I remember, Lassie, that you talked about they're going to kind of just kind of go back and forth week by week, and that's kind of what we've seen. One guy yeah. will have a big week. The other guy yeah. will kind of average. And so I don't know if I've seen them have both have kind of a big game on the same week yet. I don't, I don't think they have. Yeah. Um, I'm Maybe. not on that for sure, but, like, just thinking back, Thielen had a really big week one and Jefferson did not, and then Thielen had a really big week this week, and Justin Jefferson only had 14 points. So – um, yeah. you know, I, th- I think that that's probably right. Mm-hmm. So interesting thing to look at. And then another thing I was going to mention, same thing you said, I, I, I can't remember all the details of the trade, but all I know is that Birdman got Zeke and we were questionable if that was going to be technically win the trade. But when you look at his team, when he inserts Zeke to that team, he's got a pretty good team. And he just uh, needs to find some consistency yeah. at wide receiver. Yeah. Like, He's got tight end Darren Waller or Dalton Schultz, Stafford, Zeke, and and um, Dalvin Cook are, are all solid, solid players. If they can find some consistency at wide receiver, maybe deal two of those inconsistent guys for one guy who can really provide some consistency. They could really be a force, and I think they're going to win some games and make some playoffs and might win a game. You know, if mm-hmm. if they can continue this trend, but otherwise, I think it's going to be tough for them to put together back-to-back weeks because their players yeah. and their players just aren't doing that wide receiver. Yeah. Waddle Beasley, the answer. I don't, I don't know yeah. if they're going to pop. Yeah. Up. I think it's, I think it's tough. Cause I think any, almost, almost any of our teams, if you put Zeke on that team, it becomes a much better team, you know, and, and Dalvin mm-hmm. and Zeke are, are a great combo one, two punch. I mean, that's two first round running backs, you know, that he has um, on his team. He just, it, and it all depends on if the scoring keeps up but he just gave up a lot of scoring points you mean like he gave up patterson which again who knows if patterson's going to keep doing it but he's been doing it for five weeks and who else did he get he gave up um i think he gave up three guys i can't remember mitchell and ridley question mark maybe no wasn't it jefferson or dj moore dj moore dj moore yeah yeah, yeah, it was it was um, Patterson, Moore, and then I think there was one other piece in there. I can't remember, but um, I mean, those two guys have have been producing, overproducing, probably what we thought, except for this week. Obviously, Patterson on by and, and DJ Moore was disappointing, but regardless, you're right. I mean, the, it looking at it now, I mean, Bird's team looks a lot better than I think. I, I wasn't necessarily looking at it as context of how his mm-hmm. team looks after the trade as much as yeah. just the players, you know. Yeah, me either, and that's why it kind of shocked me when I looked at yeah. his team. And I saw he had Dalvin Cook and Zeke, and I was like, wow, okay, solid team. And he's got a solid quarterback, so I think uh, Stafford, yeah, ish. So, um, that guys, that is our uh, week six power rankings. There was some movers a little bit. Big Easy made a big, uh, 
big rise. Big Easy moved up five spots and uh, Run CMC moved down three spots. Those are the big yeah, movers. Big movers. Um, I think we want to talk through, before we get to our uh, forecasting and predictions, matchup preview for next week, we wanted to talk about two different trades we had in the league. And then we were going to mention some bye weeks that could be really rough for some teams to to uh, put together a solid roster. So, uh, John, you want to walk us through the trade real fast, the two different trades? Yeah, so uh, just today, uh, the Barry brothers. Um, Hot off the press. Sometimes they're known as bad trade Barry, but I don't think this was a bad trade Barry trade. So, Hold My Cooks trades Brandon Cooks to run DMC for Chase Edmonds and Jacoby Myers. Um, it really, you know, I don't know what y'all's thoughts are. It depends. It, it, I don't know how you feel about Brandon cooks. I mean, he's like getting all the targets in Houston, but it's Houston. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, uh, I think it's a pretty kind of goes either way on this deal. I think it really improves the receivers uh, for DMC. Uh, it's a big upgrade. And then I think it helps cooks give some depth at the flex with chase Edmonds. So I don't know. I think, well, I think, I think it's, I think it's a move that cooks needed to make with cream hunt going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not needed to make, but like, I don't think he necessarily loses a ton here because he does have Tyreek Hill and Mike Williams and Mike Evans. So he's trading what he probably views as depth for insurance for Kareem Hunt, um, him being down, because he obviously likes Chase Edwards more than Miles Sanders, I would suspect, or he might not have made this deal. So I think that's probably why he did it. Yeah. And I can I think see the where biggest... Go ahead. I can see where it makes sense, like I said, for DMC, really needed wide receiver help. Yeah. I think this is an upgrade. So I really think it's a win-win for both sides. The biggest question I think coming out of this trade to me is will hold my cooks now change his name because Brandon cooks is no longer on the team. That is a great question. Great question for Tate. So the other, the other trade that happened last week uh, was between run CMC and funky town fellas. Um, I traded Chase Claypool, Zach Moss, and Michael Gallup to Funkytown Fellows for Amari Cooper and Rondale Moore. Yeah, I mean, I think this is another one that could could be wins for both sides. I think Cooper is really consistent. I would have hate to giving him up, but I think Chase Claypool with Juju going down, volume goes up. Zach Moss maybe kind of disappointed this week because I was playing against Funky Town. And Singletary, and they just kind of go back and forth. You don't really know what you're going to get. Um, so, I don't know. I can see it on both ends. I think Amari is the biggest piece in this deal. And well, and I will say end. about Amari Cooper, he had one game of 40 points, and then he's had 5, 5, 15, 15, and 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's not a huge piece to give up. Like, he's – He's wide receiver 20, so he's low-end wide receiver two so far. You know, and I, I don't like to play the game Will it take out the 40-point game, and he's been terrible because he can score 40 points. He's done it. You know, like I don't like to play that game, but I think he's definitely not trending up at this point if I had to, you know, 
look at him objectively. So I think for this team, like I think CMC, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, I think you were trading for upside on Amari Cooper that you think you can't get from Chase Claypool, Zach Moss, and Michael Gallup. Um, he hasn't proven it yet, but we know Amari Cooper is a really good player in mm-hmm. the real world. It's just a matter of is he going to stop yielding targets to freaking Dalton Schultz and Blake Darwin or whatever and start getting some catches. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, what, what's bumming me out a little bit about this trade is it could have been, and, and I, I had a choice between for either Cooper or Thielen and I probably should have taken Thielen, but I, I thought Cooper had more upside um, towards the end of the season um, than Thielen did. And, you know, so far I'm way, way wrong on that, but. Um, well, that, that's a tough call like that. That's really a tough call because you look at the, players opposite of Cooper and Thielen and you've got Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb and they're both I mean as far as talent wise I think it's fair to say they're both I mean probably better than Thielen and Amari Cooper although it's close all those guys are really good players um but yeah I I don't know all that to say I don't know which one I would have chosen that's a really tough choice well and the other another reason too I get like I you know Zach Moss is like Matthew said he's he's kind of hit or miss with, you know, Singletary there. But I also – that I made this trade too before CMC hit IR. And so right. I was expecting him to come back, and I was like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'll have – my my core is Kyler Murray, CMC, Josh Jacobs, McLaren, and Cooper. Like, that's a great yeah. – a pretty solid core as far as just, you know, players. And anyway, then CMC hit, <clears throat> hit the waivers or hit IR. I tried to get Eckler – and it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how it pans out. Uh, but it was good to see some deals happening. I think people were – there was definitely people out there talking, trying to make oh, something yeah. happen. And and still to come, I'm sure. Still more to come. Um, so I thought this was a great point for us to talk about. Uh, as I was looking at our picks for this – for upcoming week seven and our matchups – I noticed a lot of teams had a lot of big players on by. So I'm going to run through a list real fast. Here's the major teams, uh, big teams on by. We have the Bills. So that includes Allen, uh, Diggs, Dawson Knox, who's been uh, okay. But some big players. We got the Cowboys. So that's Zeke. That's Amari. That's C.D. Lamb. That's Dalton Schultz. That's Dak. Uh, We got the Jags. James Robinson on my team on the bench. That's the only probably relevant player. Uh, the Vikings. So that's Jefferson, Thielen, uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, then we have the Steelers. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. My bad. My B, Dalvin. Forgot you. Uh, then the Steelers. So that's Deontay Johnson, uh, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris. And that's a big hole to fill in the RB. Um, and then we have the Chargers to round that out. So that's Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keelan Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so a lot of holes that teams are going to have to fill this week. Uh, any that y'all, any other ones that y'all can point at players that I missed that may be relevant, that may be holes. I think I named most of them. Well, you know, I've never, and I, and I would never say a disparaging word about Kirk Cousins. The guy is just a wizard with the football. <laughs> and so, you know, I think the Falcons were really hoping to start Kirk Cousins this week because it has come to this for the Falcons, unfortunately. 
for a quarterback. But instead, they'll have to rely on Derek Carr. So, Yeah, he's on by. Although Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr and a little Julio Jones or T. Higgins for a quarterback, hey, you know, you could do worse if you're looking to upgrade at wide receiver. So that is very true. Very true. So I think um, as also as I was hearing you talk about power rankings, I think a lot of teams are going to be their rosters are looking a little dim with these buys. Uh, and I think this could be a pivotal week for a win for some of these people. Hey, real quick question. Do you guys factor in buys when you're drafting? You know, it's not like at the top of the list, but I I at least am aware of it maybe is the way I'd look at it. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I I have before and I haven't before, and it's both turned out about the same. So I don't think it's it's necessarily legitimate. You know, I, I, I would, I've wondered if I really committed and tried to get all my players then I would have an advantage to only have one pretty bad week and then the rest yeah. pretty good weeks, but I don't know. Yeah, what's your take, Will? I just use it as a tiebreaker. Like if I've got two players already with the same bye week, let's say, I'll uh, look at you know who else or who is upcoming that I might want to draft, and I might, if it's a toss-up between the two, I might factor it in and, and take the person who's – does not have the same bye week. You know, I just kind of use this as a tiebreaker, basically. But. Okay. I think that's a good strategy. Interesting. Well, um, that's kind of talking through bye weeks. Um, Will, you want to walk us through our matchup previews and predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Seven. Let's roll. First one, Chubby Girlies versus Falcons. Uh, this is a tough week for the Falcons. You know, Nachi Harris on bye. Uh if Saquon plays, I think they may hand the girlies their first loss because, you know, Nick Chubb is out and Melvin Gordon's been wet. But who am I kidding? I'm not actually picking against the girlies. Let's go with the girlies. Uh, I will go with the chubby girlies also. Sorry, uh, Will. The, your team's looking a little bit rough right now, and um, the girlies are – I think they're going to be feeling it. Um I'm I'm confident the girlies will lose though coming up. You know, Tyler Lockett's not gonna be the same. Melvin Gordon isn't really gonna carry him, but not this week. I kind of agree. Yeah, that's true. Um I still think the I think the girlies will win, but I'll I'll give a bold prediction here. I think um of these two teams, I think Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown will be the high scoring wide receiver. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm keeping going. I am not betting against the chubby girlies just yet. Um, and again, I think will your team having Harris and lamb on the bench and, you know, Kirk cousins not playing potentially Barkley. It's going to be a tough week. To pull yeah, out I agree. So there you go. All right. Next we have daddy Kyle versus bird. Um, bird has a terrible bye week. Give me daddy Kyle. Yeah. yeah. I agree fully. I'll just, just, just say that. <laughs> uh, Daddy Cow is going to win this week. Yeah, I agree. Just poor Birdman. I mean, come on. Who he doesn't? He literally has Damian Harris to fill in for Deck or for Zeke and Dalvin. Oh, I guess he could, no. Yeah, he could put in Daryl Williams. Never mind. So yeah, but still, uh, it's too much to overcome. Birdman is going to be two and five this week. Yeah, anytime Zeke and Dalvin Cook are on the same bye week, that's just tough. That's tough. That's so. that's rough. That's rough. Um, 
And he, of uh, course, I mean Patterson still is gonna is back and he's playing for Daddy Kyle, so he's gonna true. Win. True. Um, all right, next we have uh, Funky Town Fellas versus Run DMC. Uh, this one it was kind of a tough bye week for both teams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Funky Town's missing Dak Prescott, missing Adam Thielen, missing Chase Claypool. Run DMC, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Marvin Jones Jr. Really, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen are two there, but. Um, Funky Town's missing more, like one more key player. So give me DMC. Yeah, I agree. DMC is gonna keep keep winning. Just, just keep winning. <laughs> I don't know. In advance. Yep. Yeah, I think so too. I'm, I'm looking at. I mean, Funky Town here is relying pretty heavily on Rugs and Jalen Rager. Uh, that's tough. That's tough to do that. Um, I don't know who you can put in for Zach Moss at flex, but. Um, I, I think Funky Town's going to lose this one, but I will say uh, Aaron Jones is going to outscore Alvin Kamara this week. This is interesting. Uh, to relook at this, uh, he is losing Edmonds and Myers, and he'll, he'll slide in Cooks after that trade. So um, he doesn't really have much on the bench to replace, but I still think DMC will win. Yeah, I still think he's going to, I still think so yeah. too. Yeah. Same. All right. Next, we have keepers versus Big Easy. I just want to point out that the projected total for these two teams, keep in mind, their rosters are both full. Keeper is scoring 100.6. Big Easy scoring 135.8. Wow. <laughs> keepers is going to be missing Austin Eckler, <laughs> Stefan Diggs, and Devin Singletary. Now, uh, Big Easy is going to be missing Josh Allen and Dawson Knox, but he's sliding in Ryan Tannehill and Kyle Pitts. Tannehill, eh, but he has A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. So if any of those guys catch a touchdown pass or whatever, it's it's a twofer. Um, I, this is going to be this is going to be Big Easy. Um, yeah, there there's too many holes. He keepers is starting Kenneth Gainwell at running back. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just. And Michael oh, that's Carter. Too, that's, that's how rough. far this team is is falling this week. So that's rough. Yes, I agree. Big Easy all the way. Big Easy is going to continue to climb if he's getting matchups like this. So uh, I take Big Easy all the way. Yeah, I agree. Big Easy is going to take it. And I'm trying to think of a, a fun. I, I was I was wanting to say like they'll double no keepers league points this week, but I, I think that's <laughs> I think that's a little bold. Um, but man, not as might bold see. as Kyler Murray and whatever, uh, whatever that one was. Right, that one was more bold. Oh, but yeah. they might outscore no keepers by like fifty. I mean, good grief! This is going to be a beatdown. Yes, agreed for sure. All right, next we have uh, Gangsters versus Matty Ice. Um, the Gangsters are fortunate; they don't have a ton of players. On, like they have DJ Chark and Manuel Sanders on by. That's really mm-hmm. it. Whereas Matty Ice has James Robinson and Deontay Johnson. Um, I think Jalen Hurts, you know, scores twenty again. Fournette solid. Kelsey goes off. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Gangsters here. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this will be the first time I'm going to have to go against myself. I think it's going to be a rough week. Anytime you have Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin as your two running backs, you should not win that week. That's so, tough. And, and having Russell Wilson hurt obviously really, really hurts you. And I think yes. Joe Burrow's got a good, you know, backup. But you need 
Russell Wilson this week for I think this one to look really be kind of close. So. Well, yeah, and and he boosters uh, Matt uh, exactly. Metcalf exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going Gangsters Paradise. I'm gonna go Gangsters too, but you know, Honeycutt, if you're looking for a long shot, um, Naheem, Naheem Hines kind of does this pattern of bad game, bad game, awesome game, bad game, bad game, bad game. So he's he might be due for an awesome game. So he might be worth the Hail Mary pass. If you're thinking you're going to lose anyway, might as well throw him in there. Maybe, maybe you pull out the win, but um, I think Gangsters has too much firepower here for, for Matty ice to handle. Thanks for the advice, Lassie. I might take you up on it. And lastly, we have uh, cooks versus, or the, the manager formerly known as cooks uh, <laughs> versus run CMC. I think this might be the toughest one for me to pick of the week because mm-hmm. both Cooks and CMC are missing key running back Scream Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, Mike Williams, and Amari Cooper on by for each team. Um, but I think I'm going to go with CMC on this one. I like Kyler Murray more. Um, you know, Alex Collins had a good week last week. I don't really have much faith in Miles Sanders. Um, and I, I like you know, I think Terry McLaurin's been bad. I think he'll have a bounce back week this week. Um, give me, give me CMC. Yeah, I mean, this one is a close one, but I would say so. I'm going to read these projections. Currently, uh, Cooks is 114.9 to run CMC's 111, and that is with Cooks having Mike Williams still in the lineup as a buy player at zero. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think I'm probably going to go with Cooks here. If he can find any sort of wide receiver to replace Williams, I think Cook has got it. If everyone plays the way they're supposed to, he's and he's getting Jacoby Myers, and that might just put him over the edge. Well, I he's think getting, he's probably going to need to play Jacoby Myers because he's a, otherwise it's Kenny. He'll obviously he could pick someone up on waivers, but I think Jacoby Myers is going to be the guy he's going to go with. Or or he could put Evans up and put Edmonds, or he could yeah. put Evans up and yeah. put Edmonds in the flex. So. You know, you guys have convinced me. Change my pick officially to Cooks. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Well, then I got to be loyal to my guys. I'm going to go CMC on this one with the upset. Okay. All right. I mean, you got a shot. You got to find a kicker. Um, we're, and- we're unanimous on all of ours except for that one, too. So We're always that way, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, do you want to recap us real fast on how it played out last week? Yeah, so tell me if you think this uh, this sounds a little bit better. Uh, Will is eleven and nineteen. So Matthew is fourteen and sixteen. Yes, I am sixteen and fourteen. Okay, that sounds closer. I'll take that. So, what was happening? I I don't I won't get into what was happening. My formula was just messing up a little bit, but I think I fixed it. So uh, next week I'm going last because you guys get the benefit of going last. <laughs> That's why I'm currently in last. So we're gonna flip oh, that next week. Whatever, Lassie, Lassie, you get to go first, and to we'll be, see what it's like. Well, in the to be half of the season. Here's the deal. To be fair, I actually put my picks in to our matchup tracker spreadsheet that I made for us to do this. I put it in before we do the episode, so it that doesn't really have any bearing on it. Um, the only time I've changed is this time I changed to, from Cooks to to CMC. Well, I don't do any of that, so we're flipping and we're seeing how it works out. I know you don't because I made a nice power rankings sheet that I always have to type into. I made a matchup tracker that I always have to type into. Uh, where are these documents? They're, They're in, in a folder. folder. Oh, I don't look <laughs> in, in the that podcast crap. folder. 
No, I, I fill out the week of, and that's it. So uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize I had to do all this extra work for a podcast for fun. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> for a fake football. For fake football for a total of six listeners a week. Hey, listeners. <laughs> God, 14, hey, we're, 14. we're at 14. We're at 14. You're right. Get you're it right. right. That's that's Sorry. two more than the league. So That's and, double. And three said. because Will doesn't listen. So That's, that's true. I don't have three well, okay, Here's the thing. I always listen to like one part each week of whatever we talked about that I thought I wanted to hear. But um, – so I might count as a listener, but I don't listen to the whole thing. If that's not a point of pride, that's just facts. Yes. And then, John, do you want to give us – what was the uh, – do we make any cult, cult bold predictions or anything last week? No, we didn't because we ran out of time last week. I think you made one, but I didn't make note of it. Um, it was in the Keepers and Birdman uh, game, I think. Yes. I don't remember what it was. Give me some credit. It was Diggs. Diggs had the biggest game. Oh, yeah, that's game. right. Yeah. I called it. I called it, people. You did. So you, you got that one right. But I, we didn't do any others. Uh, one for one. Last week, Love yeah. It. Love it. Well, guys, any last closing statements um, we can think of? Talk if, about? If you've made it this far as a listener, don't forget, send us those mailbag questions. We'd love to do a mailbag segment about literally any topic you want to talk about. Ask us a question. Fantasy or not fantasy, doesn't matter. Send one in and let's do it. But we can't do it if we have no questions. We can talk about home ownership. We can talk about manifest destiny. We can talk about geopolitical state of the United States of America or the world. We could talk about Cocoa Melon. I watch a lot of Cocoa Melon. We can talk about anything. <laughs> I watch a lot of Cocoa Melon. We could talk about Cocoa Melon. Oh, my Good. Goodness. Good. <laughs> Food and, is good for you. Yes, yes, yes. I like it. Ooh. That is definitely oh, man. making the pod. Uh, and then lastly, I don't know, you want to social meets? little shout out? Yeah, so that's a great way you can send in your mailbag questions. Um, follow us on Instagram or Twitter at FLFFFL underscore pod. Or you no, can shoot us FL, FFL. Yeah, that's right. Pod underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter or DM us or send us an email at flffl.pod at gmail.com. And let's up our Instagram followers. Not even every guy in the league is following us, even though I tag them in the weekly power rankings. Come on, man. Come on. Except, except, sorry, Omar. I've been tagging some other guy named Omar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure that... it's not you. So, Omar, find us and follow us, and I'll tag you. That is funny. That is funny. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of FL FFL podcast. Keep it chilly, my friends. See y'all. I don't listen to fantasy football podcast.